For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, we are back talking to Wilson. I enjoyed uh, talking to to you about sports all this week. We've looked at the, well, we've heard about your story on Monday, uh, the good of sports, the bad. Uh, today, something specific that I guess kind of stems from the bad, or I guess, you know, we could say a distortion of the good as well as uh, the influence of the prosperity gospel uh, in uh, sports. And so, Wilson, that's something, again, uh, some perspective that you've been able to see and uh, just how the sports might distort the gospel a little bit. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, John, you know, I think this might be uh this might be one of the most central issues in all sports. Hmm. Um because what we have failed to do is to bring a big God gospel, uh, a sovereign God gospel into the sports world. We just kind of let sports kind of be its own thing and and what's happened is um I, I cannot tell you how uh massively prevalent it is of the prosperity gospel that, you know, which, which means that if you're not familiar with it, it means that, you know, because I'm a Christian, Jesus is going to give me health, wealth, prosperity, riches, basically, you know, Jesus, he's my genie. Um, you know, as long as I, he's just, he revolves around me. My, it's not like my life is for his glory. It's just, he's going to give me what I want. Um, that is so big in the sports world because I have seen guys who uh, who tell their testimony in a way that says, I'm a Christian, I'm good at sports, and that's what happens when you're a Christian. And the, the eyes in the, in the crowds just get big, and you know, these little kids think, oh, I need to be a Christian because then I will be the next LeBron James or I will be the next Calvin Johnson. And, and it, is, it is a... It is a plague. It is a work of Satan. I mean, I, I cannot say that strongly enough. And here are some of the reasons why. It's because the prosperity gospel, it crushes people. It doesn't save them. Um, because if you believe in the prosperity gospel, if you think Jesus is just your genie, then, you know, then whenever you succeed, it's like, oh, it's because I'm a Christian. You know, um, you know, it's just this is this is what it means to be a Christian. Um, Jesus, he's just going to keep on blessing me. Right. And then on the opposite end, um, you know, when when I fail, then Christianity must not be true. Uh, and we talked about this. We talked about this a couple of days ago. That that one of the blessings of sports is that it can teach you how to fail uh, and to fail well. But if you believe that Jesus is just going to give you everything that you want, well, the moment that you don't have what you want and you fail or, or you get on a losing team for four seasons or you get injured, then it's like, man, Jesus isn't who he says he is. Um, it just has this false view of suffering. Um, it's like, I'll, I'll take Jesus, you know, in everything what he says, but I won't follow him and take up my cross. Um, and that is, it is, I, I cannot tell you 
how saddening it has been where I've seen teammate after teammate after teammate after teammate after teammate who have rejected the gospel after hearing it, you know, under or at least something of what they think is the gospel. And I, I had, a, I had a team chaplain one time, not Jack Easterby, not Corey Olivier, and not one in my high school, but uh, I know that narrows it down. People can be like, I know where that was. <laughs> um, but look, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest because I had a team chaplain who would give us pregame uh, speeches, and it would only be about God is going to bless you, and he's going to make you great today, and and he's going to give you everything you want. And, and I saw guys – who would walk away from the faith because they would get hurt or they wouldn't do well. Hmm. Yeah, and I think you're, you're bringing up an important point because there is, and I'm trying to be cautious of how I even say this, but I have been to, to venues uh, that were you know, publicized by large Christian churches, um, and they would invite you know, an NFL a player to come and yeah. speak and yeah. uh, I went and listened to one one time and I left that and I'm not, I'm not questioning the, the speaker's faith or anything like that but I, I was in the car with some other guys and I said y'all that was the prosperity gospel um, that was not yeah. the true gospel and so we, we have to be cautious and discerning as Christians yeah. to um, sometimes we give some athletes a pass just when they point to the sky or oh, say, man. you know, yeah, I want to thank God. Um, yeah. We've got to, you know, we, we want to be cautious and not overly critical and judging people. Yeah. But at the same time, we do need to be discerning enough and critical enough and in, in a right way to say that's that's not the gospel. Yeah. I mean, teaching our, our children that because it's very subtle in some ways and context, very insidious. Um, yeah. So we, we just we've got to be wiser. I mean, come on, we we worship a a God who I mean we we believe in a faith uh, mm. that, that has you know a serpent that is in the garden and deceives yep. Adam and Eve. He's very uh, crafty. He's, he's, he's smarter <laughs> than we are. He's stronger than yes. we are. Yeah. So, so we don't need to just be foolish as Christians to just kind of think oh, this. We're going to know a lie when we see it. No, I mean he's yeah. the the father of lies, and so we've mm-hmm. got to to see how it uh, definitely uh, weaves its way into the NFL, NBA, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and and I, the, the biggest reason why I'm so passionate about this is not so I can just have like, oh, I, you know, I know what I'm talking about, but no, it's not that. It's because. I've seen good friends, good teammates who are so hardened to the gospel now because they thought the gospel was just this prosperity gospel. And it is so sad to see where some people are because they once were in Bible studies and they once were like, yeah, this is great. They would even do it even with solid, faithful, biblical teaching that would even go against prosperity gospel, but they would kind of distort it in their own hearts, and then they would fail, and and they'd walk away. And it's just so sad, and, I, and that's why I'm just so, I'm so passionate about it. Um, and I think it needs to be a clarion call that youth workers who know the gospel, if you have the opportunity um, to get into the field of sports in a way where you can preach the gospel, um, we need you. 
Um, I mean, we 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 desperately need more Corey Olivier's, more Jack Easterby's, men who will preach the gospel in its full extent, not in a way that centers around sports, but to show how God uses sports in order to help us to enjoy Christ. Um, it, it is it is um, it is awful to see the effect of the prosperity gospel. To, to say the Lord's prayer right before. You know, we go onto the field, and then all of a sudden you start cussing like crazy, and, and it's like it's like, what in the world is going on? Um, and uh, you know, I had to learn that the hard way because remember, I when I was telling my story, I thought that about my life at first. I thought, you know, I'm a Christian; Jesus is going to give me what I want, but he he's going to give me not what I want, but what I need. Um. And so I, I think it is just a massive uh, a need that we have is for solid team chaplains, you know, people who will preach a big God, a big gospel, a big Savior, um, you know, and, and the hope of heaven, that, that playing sports is not heaven. Running out, in, you know, in Gillette Stadium, that is not heaven. It can give me a foreshadow of it. It, it can. It, it can give me something of a feeling of, wow, what it must be like in heaven but my eyes, just like, just like seeing the rays of sun, I need to trace it back to its source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we have often used sun, used used sports as just the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think, you know, as you're talking about all this and and the importance of it and significance of it, I, I kind of, I'm concerned that there might be some in our circles that just kind of yeah roll their eyes at the prosperity gospel and dismiss it because you know, kind of in our uh, circles, we, we we seem to be somewhat equipped and prepared mm-hmm. to know. Okay, well, this is heretical and kind of push you to the yeah. side. But I can remember um, at, together for the gospel. Uh, I can't remember how many years ago, uh, but they actually, you know, they give you a certain number of books. Uh, usually, mm-hmm. you know, seventeen, eighteen books that they encourage you to read. And one of those books was on the prosperity gospel. And and what they pointed out was we we, we need to realize that. The prosperity gospel is influencing millions and millions and millions yeah. of people. And so the chances are, as we get out in the world, we're going to interact with some of these people who have bought into this gospel. Yeah. And so we need to be ready as Christians to, to realize that so much of the world, um, all, yeah. all across the globe, is buying into this false yeah. satanic gospel. And I think that yeah. the book, if I'm not um, incorrect, because I was looking it up on, on Amazon, I think it's Health, Wealth, and Happiness. How the prosperity gospel overshadows the gospel of Christ, and that's by David Jones and Russell Woodbridge. Um, so that would be a good book to read, just that kind of opens our eyes to the prevalence of this gospel, false gospel. Yeah. And um, and again, just those who are listening, don't dismiss this that quickly because it is, again, uh, millions and millions are just kind of buying into this false gospel. And uh, Wilson, that's some helpful perspective to see how it's gotten into the sports realm. As, as we close this down, any, any last words to say on that? Yeah, I think I think where where we do see our own reformed kids in the sports world, where the sports wrongly influences us uh, in our what we understand the gospel to be, is that we think that if we perform well enough, that because my coach puts me on the field, then that means that I've performed well enough in life, then God's going to love me. Um, but grace is not like that. Um, you know, we, we've let the celebrity culture change us from being servants to now we want to be celebrities. Um, we, we, we have, we think that in sports, you know, that, that toughness is good and gentleness is bad. Um, 
I, I think those are some of the issues that we need to continue to work out in the Reformed Church, that uh, it goes deep. Uh, false views of the gospel goes deep into sports. And uh, the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we preach uh, strongly the, the true gospel in the church where our people take that gospel into the sports world and live that gospel out and speak that gospel out. And we keep sending, you know, solid uh, team chaplains. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's mm. you know, surprise, surprise. It's the mission of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But I, I can remember just, and I've said this to students before, of oftentimes when I played sports, uh, I would leave my Christianity on the sidelines. Um, and we, we've got yeah, to be discipling students uh, to see that you, know, you you are to take Christ into the arena, into uh, onto the court, onto the field, whatever sport it is that you're playing. And we, we've got to be playing sports differently, thinking differently about them. Um, because like you said, that there is a lot of legalism and moralism our students mm-hmm. are picking up um, from oh, playing yeah. sports. There, there's so much of that that's just kind of ingrained into our sports yeah. culture. And we've got to be, you know, preaching grace uh, to our kids in the yeah. midst of that. So, Wilson, we could go on and on. Um, there's a lot of good stuff here. Um, so uh, a lot of hopefully good perspective from people. Uh, but tomorrow, yeah, read, read, read John's book. That's my perspective. <laughs> read John's book. <laughs> I, I paid Wilson to say that. Um, and the, the book is Time Out. If you're looking for it, uh, you can find it on Amazon. Um, yeah, hopefully that that can be helpful for some parents yeah. and, and, and youth workers as well. And tomorrow what we're going to get into, Wilson, is um, just some steps uh, to, to help parents, students, youth workers uh, keep their focus on Christ as they play sports. Uh, yeah, so looking forward to that uh, tomorrow, Wilson. Awesome. Thanks, John.